Hello, you're listening to The Stress Sessions and I'm your host, Luke. If this is the first episode you're listening to, then stop. There's a whole other 10 episodes you need to listen to on Series 1 before you crack on with this one. Only joking, you can do what you want really. For those of you that haven't listened to The Stress Sessions before, then you've been missing out. Each episode, I speak to a brand new guest about mental health as a whole, any problems they've had or are having with their mental health, and dive a bit deeper into their past. It's really interesting. And Series 2 has some fantastic guests, just like Series 1, including an American comedian, a professional rugby union player, an individual who has won the Princess Diana Awards, and an up-and-coming UK-based artist. There's such a diverse range of people. Throughout the series, I'll also chip in with my own experiences of mental health problems too. Looking back, I've had my fair share of mental ill health, starting from when I was a teenager, and I finally sought professional help about five years ago. I was diagnosed with generalised anxiety disorder and have been taking medication and seeing therapists on and off ever since. It's been a real rollercoaster ride for me. And you can find out more about my own personal journey in series one. If you've listened to the first series already, then you'll know most of that already. But thank you for listening to me ramble on. But in all seriousness, if you have listened to the other episodes and you've made it to series two, then thank you. To have your support is amazing and I honestly can't thank you enough. Finally, there's one thing I'd like to say before we begin the episode. And it's that you don't need to be suffering from a mental health problem to listen to these podcasts. They're literally for everyone. And to be honest, they may even help you to help someone else suffering from ill mental health or to learn more about things that you might not know about, like suicidal thoughts, eating disorders, bipolar and the many mental health diagnoses out there. For this game, although I'm no professional, but some of the topics and discussions I have with my guests may help you. Maybe not right now, but might do at some point in your life. Every week, one in six adults experience a mental health problem such as anxiety and depression, with one in five adults considering taking their own life at some point. Sadly, you just never know when your life might take a turn for the worse. Right, so episode one. So who have I got on as my guest this week? Well, he's so far the youngest person to appear on the stress sessions at the age of 21, and he's a professional footballer for Manchester City, currently on loan at Doncaster Rovers, and has won the championship whilst on loan at Dutch club FC20. Now, I know you might be thinking, I don't like football, but this is a perfect mix of football and mental health. And for such a young guy at the beginning of a successful career, I personally think it was so brave for Matt to come on and chat to me, especially with the stigma surrounding men speaking about their mental health. So keep listening. But before we begin, press pause. Go to the Stress Sessions Spotify homepage or whatever podcast player you're using and click follow or subscribe. By clicking that little button, you'll be notified of future episodes as they're released, and it might even download the episode for you if you're connected to Wi-Fi. How great is that? That's enough rambling on. Here's the Stress Sessions with footballer Matt Smith. Hello. Hello, mate. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, mate. Brilliant. I can't see you yet or anything. Are you you putting your camera on, or if not, don't worry about it. It's all good. If you don't need it, then I'll just leave it off. Yeah, I, I mean, I might turn mine off faster right as well because I I find it a lot easier to chat. If yeah, um, that's fine, mate. No worries. I mean, you've seen me now, but <laughs> 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 no. F- thanks for coming on, mate. I really really appreciate it. And it's it's a quite short notice as well, isn't it? So um, yeah, really appreciate appreciate you coming on. And um, 
yeah, looking forward to speaking to you. Oh, no worries, mate. Looking forward to it. For those for those listening who who wouldn't know a lot about, I guess you you personally. I mean, I I, I know because I've done my research and everything. But just tell me a little bit about yourself, like your background and like who you play for now, and and kind of a little bit of bit of your history, really. So I grew up in a like a little town just outside of Birmingham uh, called Redditch. Um, I, yeah, uh, played football really all my life since I was a kid. Um, I joined. Uh, Aston Villa when I was about six um, and ended up getting released by them actually when I was 12 um, then joined West Brom and then um, yeah uh, one day I got a phone call from my dad saying you know uh, a team in Manchester that playing blue want to sign you so yeah went up there been there since I was 14 Um, really like you know it's been really good for me my development and stuff uh, moved on then I went on loan to FC20 in Holland uh, then that went really well then went to, to um, it was QPR um, which we'll oh, probably okay. talk about later yeah on you know that wasn't didn't go very well uh, and as really as well as Charlton as well I went there and, and it didn't really work out and, and now I'm in my, my fourth loan uh, with, with Doncaster Rovers and, and really enjoying it since I've been there. I've uh, been playing and, and stuff and, and obviously getting some cuts for Wales on the way, which has been good as well. Yeah, and I was, I was going to come on to that. I'll ask you now, though, cause you, because you mentioned it. You, you were capped for Wales at the age of 19, which is ridiculous, I think. And it kind of like, it shows just how much... You, I mean, as as a as a as a teenager, you're, you're essentially a teenager when you first got capped. What was that like? Was it was it a shock, or did you kind of expect that to happen? Uh, no, I, I definitely didn't expect it to happen. Um, it was it was quite a a weird situation. I just finished the season with with Man City twenty threes, and, and I kind of you know it's kind of like right, what's the next step um, for me as as becoming a footballer? Um, and I got invited. It was like basically um, a group of players that that probably wasn't going to go on the trip um, because the manager Ryan Giggs at the time just come in and, and and said he wants to have a look at these players. So so there was an injury uh, and then I got called up um, just to go train. You know, train for I think it was three or four days. Mm. Went there, um, thought I did okay. You know, thought I, I did a good training session. Was planning on going away with the the twenty ones with Wales um, and then. When we were leaving that camp, the you know, the guy who sorts everything out, you know, rang me and said, you know, you're coming on a trip to Mexico, um, uh, to to LA to play Mexico with the first team, and and you know, just the whole experience was like, wow, you know, like I was just planning on, you know, it was it, as I said, it was quite a, it could have went either way, you know, at that time of your career when you're trying to look for your first loan move to get into football. Mm. Um, it can be a, a difficult time not knowing really where where the next step is going to be, you know come and, and everything. So so yeah, got went there. Didn't really expect to come on. Uh, I think came on for about twelve minutes. Um, you know, and, and it was just a, an amazing feeling and, and and something that you know I'd be so proud of and everything. And then and then that helped me, you know, get my get my first loan move. Uh, and it kind of you know just went on from there. So you know. Very grateful for for the opportunity. Yes, it's amazing. It's, I mean, to, to make to make your international debut at the age age of nineteen must be. I mean, I'm thirty one, <laughs> so, so, so I ain't going to be doing it anytime soon. But uh, it must be 
yeah, it must be incredible. And what what was it like to be sort of like playing with? I mean, I'm guessing you played with a lot of kind of like regular Welsh internationals, and obviously you were you were managed by Ryan Giggs at the time. What was that like? Yeah, you know, like the I remember being, you know, obviously I was eighteen, nineteen, and and it was just the you know it's almost like what what you've worked so hard for, and what you the reason you kind of started playing football is to to put yourself in these sort of situations where you you're training with you know with some of the best players not just in the country but you know in the world in some some of the players cases yeah, so yeah. to go from from not playing first team football to then suddenly being with all these players it was it was fantastic and and you learn so much just about about the game and and everything really yeah i mean i mean yeah the I mean the the Gareth Bales and the Aaron, Aaron Ramsey's just the, like the the ones that stand out for me in the in the Welsh squad because I'm I'm an Arsenal fan so I mean when when Ramsey left us I was gutted like oh yeah it he I think he was the um, for for Arsenal we're we're terrible this season like we're, <laughs> I don't know what's going on but I, I think that him leaving was the start of the downfall for us and I think that he's he's one of those players where he can literally just he can change a match. He can start and like play a perfect ninety minutes, or he can literally come on for I don't know the last twenty minutes and win the game for you. So it's, yeah, I was gutted when that happened. <laughs> yeah, he's a yeah, you know, he's a quality player. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, we, we need him back. Try and try and him to come back. <laughs> <laughs> is is there any kind of like anxieties that come with that of sort of thinking, oh my? going to get into the team or what What do I do next What what's your thoughts on that I, I think it's 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 pressure that you know you, you can either put yourself under and and you almost become overcome with it and and it really doesn't help you or you can almost put the whole situation at the back of your head and, and just try and whatever is happening you know, if it's today or if it's this week, what is, what can you do to improve the situation you're in now? And mm. and you know, I know that this is a, you know, massive mental health, and 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 I love I love the fact that that we can me and you can have this chat and and talk about it because this is a situation you know, and and it's something that that goes on that that does need almost more people to talk about it now. Maybe you know more than ever. I feel yeah, yeah. The you know circumstances of of like life and and, and you know you know the world situation at the moment is it's very difficult for a lot of people. Yeah. Kudos to you as well for coming on because I mean I I mean you're 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 ten years younger than me, um, which makes me feel bloody old. <laughs> it's, um, I feel like a I feel like an old fogey speaking to you because yeah, you're like yeah, you're you're. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, you, you, a lot of people say it, but I wish I was in my twenties again because it's yeah, they're, they're they're the best years I think. But no, like I, I didn't, I wouldn't have even spoken about mental health um, ten years ago. I, I would have been like, I, I don't think I even realised I had mental health problems or anything like that. So I was a bit like, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's I th- and I think it's like you said. I think it's because that it's well, especially for blokes, I think it's pretty difficult to to speak about sometimes and I think yeah like I think you're totally right in saying that it's good that like we can just chat about 
whatever and be comfortable with it because that you should be able to do that. I think anybody should be able to do that. And I think until we get to that point where like you can you can speak to your mates or you can speak to your your partner or whatever like about how you're feeling and 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 not be ashamed of it or not be not find that conversation difficult. I think these conversations need to keep happening. I think because it's. It, it makes things a lot easier, doesn't it? it? I think once once we've broken these barriers down and sort of and just dis, and discussed it and put it in the open, I think the more the more these conversations happen, the more that they'll become the, the norm. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that that is the the, the difficult thing is, is is almost the first almost conversation about it. Do you know what I mean? Like the first time, you know, I've got quite a close friendship group. Um, and we often, you know, talk about um, our, each other's mental health, um, and it's something that we haven't done all the time. And it's, mm. I remember the first sort of conversation I have, you know, with my little brother or, or my best mate. We, you know, it, it's almost like you don't really, you don't really know how to talk about it. But now, we'll just talk about, you know, all our different problems that we're having, and and it's beneficial well i know it's beneficial for me you know because you know mental health has been a thing that has you know, has has affected me in in parts of my life and, and it's still something today that you know it you, you struggle with and and that's why you know doing things like this and, and speaking is is not just beneficial hopefully for the people that are listening but i feel like it's going to be beneficial for me as well do you know do you know what i mean yeah, I think yeah, you're right. I think because I think just by us talking about it, it kind of we're talking about it, aren't we? So it's a bit like we're having this conversation and we're 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 kind of I don't know, spreading the word to one another that it's it's alright to talk about it. And like the the thing that just brought brought a memory back for me is like I I, I know I keep going back to it, but like you're you're a lot younger than me and I think so I I played I played Sunday league um, I played in a couple of Sunday League friendlies at like a couple of months ago, and I was playing with one of my mates. Um, it's his mate's girlfriend's brother, no nephew. <laughs> tedious, tedious thing. But, but he, he's, he was he was our striker. I think he's a still stri- he's still the striker of the team now, and he he's eighteen. Um, and I I started putting these podcasts out, kind of like the like during August and he came up to me and sort of said oh mate I've listened to your podcast um really really good like there's there's loads of stuff in that I can relate to and it's yeah keep doing it and I was like shit he's 18 and he's he's bothered to listen to the podcast for a start but he's like he's come up to me and sort of made a point of saying it's helped me and you know me just a bit like I didn't expect that and it was just like yeah. it was just a bit heartwarming for me because I was a bit like that's just really nice it's just and it's like yeah. it's been a few people that have done that but he's he's like been the that's the one that stood out for me because I think because he's considerably younger than me um, and he's just a mate like he's just a mate that like, I've played football with and it's just a bit like that's so nice that he said that and like made a point of saying it and I think like like you said with just speaking to your mates it's like that has helped me again just have those little chats with my mates and and we know that we can go go to each other with our problems i think that's a that's a massive thing to have i think yeah because you know 
I feel like uh, when when I was younger and you know I was maybe sixteen, seventeen, and, and I was going through, you know, I suffered with mental health issues. Um, you know, I suffered with, with really bad anxiety, um, uh, and in that time, I kind of felt like I I couldn't really speak to a lot of people because. I didn't know myself what was what was happening with me because it was my first real problem that I've had where I didn't feel like I was in control of it. Mm. Um, so I I just became a, a scholar at City, um, and it was just like I remember it was just suddenly one day um, well, for whatever reason I just suddenly thought oh, I'm a, you know I'm having a heart attack you know and, and I was like I had no worries about my heart before or anything like that and it was literally just like <laughs> in my head one time it was like I'm having a heart attack so obviously mm. you know, it was a it was sort of like a panic attack and and I didn't really know how to deal with it at the time um had a you know I had loads of tricks on my heart and stuff and because it was quite a you know, <laughs> people especially in football um you know you don't want it to be like um oh, it was a panic attack. And then if it wasn't a panic attack, then, you know, the swing's seriously wrong. Then, you know, we have to do yeah, loads of tests. Yeah. And, and they came back and, and everything was okay. So that's when I kind of thought, so I was kind of almost confused. I remember, like, thinking, oh, so, so there's actually nothing wrong with me. Then why do I keep feeling like this? Like, there was, going through that time, it was almost like two or three months of my life were just like, away like, I cannot go back to them mm. in terms of I can't remember what <laughs> what even time of year it was you know it was almost yeah, like yeah. that every day was just the longest day ever do you know what I mean and yeah when um I was going for it and, I, and it's something that's come up again you know more recently but I feel like I'm in a better mind space to deal with it um but yeah, like the, I remember the first time, and I was all, you know, it was almost like it, suddenly it was like. That, okay, I've got all these pressures and stuff, and and it was like two or three months it carried on, and you know there was some dark days and there was some alright days in there and and everything, and then I just remember speaking to someone at uh, City mm. um, and I opened up to him and, and told him what was going on and. Like immediately from that that day was like where I kind of felt like it all got a little bit better. Yeah. Um, you know, I spoke to loads of people, um, and yeah, and just talked about something that wasn't just me. Do you know what I mean? I think that's the big thing that people going through things need to understand. Like it's there's so many people that have been through it, going through it will go through it and and I didn't realise that at the time. Um, I just thought it was me and, and got a bit in a bit of a rut. But but yeah, I, I opened up, you know, spoke to my mates, you know, as I said. And and it improved to be fair. Talking helps. Talking massively helps and well done to you for speaking to like who, whoever you spoke to at sea, because that's 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 really brave mate fair play to you like because i kind of when 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 i first started to realize there wasn't something something right quite right i kind of just went into a shell sort of thing and you know when you can go one of two ways you can either 
kind of lose all sight of yourself and what you're doing or you can go and speak to somebody and I, I just thought oh if, if I sort of bottle this up for long enough it will just it'll just turn around I'll turn it around sort of thing and yeah. and obviously didn't work <laughs> obviously no. but um but yeah I mean I, I wish I'd spoken to somebody a lot sooner and like that's 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 amazing that you did like yeah I wish I had to be honest but it what, yeah like and like it's just I feel like it's so important that that you know you, you try and reach out to people as soon as as possible um you know for me I, I don't really understand, don't really know what kind of urged me to to say something um at the end of the day it was I just felt like you know how am I going to deal with this is this just going to keep carrying on or or is this going to get better by itself? And, and I kept leaving it and, and leaving it and leaving it. And then it just come to it like, you know what, like, I'm just going to speak to someone. Um, and it was the physio at the time at City, actually. Oh, okay. I said, like, so I said to him and then I said to him, like, I'm really struggling. You know, mm. like, I don't know what's wrong. Um, I want to go home, get in my bed. Um, don't want to really do anything. Just want to lie there. Don't. You know, don't really eat the right things. Don't really want to. You know, <laughs> you just don't want to. I said, I just didn't want to leave my room. Yeah. And he passed me on to the psychiatrist at City, and and you know the the stuff that she did for me when we were going when I was going through that was was fantastic, and you know, and it just it would never have happened if I didn't just speak to someone. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a passing comment, like I'm struggling. But I'd like, and I don't want it to be the fact that like it shouldn't have to be. It builds up, builds up. Like you should say, like people should say, in modern, you know, and not just in you know my footballing background, but in in life, like if you're struggling, it shouldn't have to be like I'm gonna wait to see if it gets better, or it should just be like you know, if someone asks you how you're doing today, you can say, no, I'm actually struggling today. Do you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. I think sometimes as well that you you don't actually realise how how bad you feel until you start speaking to somebody and and then they'll be like oh it, again like if you're speaking to a mate they'll be like mate I think you need to like maybe get some help with that because it's like if you're having bad thoughts or if you're demotivated or anything like that and personally I, I when I spoke to my wife about it she was the one that that told me really that I need to get help and I don't think yeah. I'd have I'd have I would I'd have just carried on as normal not as normal but I'd have just carried on with my, with my life plodding along and, and not getting the help I needed with without somebody kind of pushing me in the right direction and it's it kind of sounds a bit like that happened to you with the physio really so he he or she kind of would have pushed you in the direction of the of the of the person you needed to go and see and, and they helped you I think and I think that's quite common really that people don't you, you don't really know that it's a problem until somebody goes oh that's a problem <laughs> sort of thing yeah oh, yeah as you said you don't you don't almost know how or how maybe bad it is unless you know you once you start speaking about it then you almost you almost shock yourself really and you like you feel you feel good that you know you, you spoke to someone about it with your kind of like anxiety and 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 what you went through what what did you kind of begin to do to try and help yourself and what kind of i guess coping mechanisms did you did you use to kind of deal with it when i was 
uh, going through, you know, when it's, it was really bad and it started to become like a, an everyday thing, I'd wake up and be like, it would be an everyday constant. I would, you know, the first thing I'd do is, is try and, you know, almost connect myself to the, the real world with, you know, lots of different things. Mm. Um, that was the, you know, one of the first things I tried to do and, and interact with people. So instead of sitting in your room, not wanting to speak to someone, you know, just, just picking up a phone and even if it's a text or if it's in a group chat, um, you know, that, that was one of the first things that I started to do. Um, and when, you know, when I was younger, it was just going out and trying to not get in a rut and almost, I tried to keep myself as busy as possible and, you know, I spoke to a, a psychiatrist once a week and just tr- talked and I made sure that I was trying to be in the best headspace, you know, a real positive person um, that I, I literally tried to, like, say to myself, I'm just going to enjoy it. Like, whatever life throws at me, I'm just going to try and enjoy it, um, which helped for a little bit and, and moving on to maybe, you know, more recently with mm. maybe the last, f- the three months has, has been almost like nearly going back to the way that I was. And and now I've got almost trained, changed my, my trigger points to help me mm. um, yeah. get out of, you know, I'll, it'll just be, you know, even if it's a 30 second spell of just, being in the wrong, you know, the, a negative mindset for me is something that that has happened more, more and more often the last maybe two, three months, you know, and, you know, and, and I'm not, you know, just, I'm not going to hold back and say, you know, I'm, everything's all right. Like, I speak to a psychiatrist once a week. I, you know, do lots of things and challenge myself and, and stuff because it, as I said, like it's been a tough two, three months. If that's because of coronavirus or everything being in lockdown and, and stuff, so like now I'm trying to change what I do. So you know, as I said, take my dog on a walk or play PlayStation with my mates and and you know we talk about football or watch football. You know, my but I think because I've got a bit older, my the things that I do to cope with it will change and i feel like that'll be a, maybe the same for a lot of people like yeah yeah if it's like a if it's something that you know if if that worked when i was say 17 it might not work when i'm 21 so like that's the the big thing but i had to realize was like the stuff that has been working maybe is not working as much so i need to to try other things to improve that so I've in in my head I'm always a bit like oh the the things that help me out is to like read a good book which which sounds a bit sad <laughs> or like no but like it's the stuff you know it, it could be completely different for every person I feel do you know what I mean yeah yeah it's it's not it's not a one it's not one size fits all sort of thing is it I think it's like no you need you need to find what works for you once you've found that like you said, it might not necessarily be the right thing in like, I don't know, like a year or, or a couple of years time, you know, you'd have to find something different. 
everyone has to evolve. Do you know, like it's you know, it's an old saying, but you know, you got to evolve. In you know, obviously, you get older, um, and every aspect of you know, every day for me is you're evolving. So you're not, you know, if you if I did the same things today that I did yesterday, for me, I'd try and say like, and that's maybe one of the problems that I have is that. I almost feel like if I have not done something that's productive today, then it affects me. So like, yeah, and that's yeah. one. And there's some days that that I'll sit down and I think I haven't really done anything today. And you, you, you make, know, and it makes you feel like shit, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it's like you, people have got to realise, like me especially, like some days just don't, you know, just don't put the the pressure on to to do something. As long as you you can understand that today I haven't done nothing, so tomorrow I'm going to do something even better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think with that as well, though, it's because it's, I, I, again I get that. I work in like in a, well, I don't work in an office. I work at home at the minute, but I work at home like eight till four. And if I don't do something in the evening, or if I don't do something before I start work, and I've I've literally just like say if I haven't gone to the gym or if I haven't gone for a run or. It's usually exercise. I I feel like ah oh, I should be doing it, and I'll be gutted if I haven't done it that day. There's always like this little nagging thing in the back of my head where I'm just like, why didn't you go to the gym? Why? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like and you, yeah. it sort of eats you up a little bit. But I think with mm. with those sort of things, I think it's just setting out little easily achievable goals every day. And I think that if you sort of like say chat to your mate on the phone or you you send somebody a whatsapp telling them like what you're doing or asking them if they're right or something like that i think if if you set yourself like little goals every every day so you think i've ticked that off the list and like i've achieved that today i think i think that helps a little bit and i've i've tried to start doing that a little bit more recently i think like the you know one of the what they say about you know about anxiety is it's it's a lot future you know future what happens in the future and and what that kind of brings on maybe a little bit anxiety and too much thinking about anxiety. So, you know, just, you know, what I try and, and do, which, you know, is, it helps me almost get a bit of not thinking about too much of the future is literally take one day as it comes. So, you know, waking up and almost all you got to think about is, what am I going to do today that's going to make me a better person tomorrow? Yeah. Which yeah. you don't, it's, I know it sounds like, you know, but like the last, like the last two days I've done that where I've woke up and I've tried my hardest not for the whole day. Don't think about tomorrow. Don't think about a week's time. Don't think about a month's time. Don't think about a year time whatever we can do now and like whatever you can change today is like what you should aim to be. So if it's in, for me, if I have training, don't think about the game at the weekend. Don't think about the game on boxing day or or something like that. You know what I mean? Just think on, don't just think on training and like, it would be probably be like the same for you. Like, like if you wake up and all you thought about was like for that day is from eight till four I'm gonna smash workout. Then after that I'm gonna go to the gym. All I'm gonna care about is doing my gym the best I can. Mm-hmm. It you, like 
well for me like it's helped me almost get in the mindset of it doesn't tomorrow doesn't matter yet because I'm not there because I'm purely because of the anxiety that I'm going through I know that that's heavily linked with the future so for me like trying to not for you know not don't think about it but not narrow it down to just daily or, or if it's weekly you know I found like, I don't think that the last two days for me you know, that's helped a lot yeah I think that's a really good way to look at it because it's it's literally like taking each day as it comes and it's I think it's that thing of if you so if, if you if you have had a bad day and you think oh that like, I didn't do what I wanted to do in that day and it's been shit and I've not achieved what I wanted to out of that one day like it's I think it's really important not to carry it into into the next day as well so you, you focus like like you said focus on that one day and even if it has been a bad day you'd be like look I've had a bad day today tomorrow's a new day I'm not gonna not gonna have that negative mindset of being it's gonna be shit again <laughs> and, and, yeah. and just treating it as a new like a clean slate sort of thing I think because I've I've done that in the past where I've I've carried on my mood into the next day and I've woken up and I've been like oh yesterday was shit so today's going to be the same and it's it's hard to I think once you get into that right it's quite hard to break out of it but I've learned to sort of and I've uh, my wife does the same as well because she's she suffered with anxiety and depression and it's it's just literally treating each day as it comes and whatever's going to happen in that day is going to happen and it's not tomorrow and what like just concentrate on being in the moment rather than just like you said you've got a match at the weekend but you've got training today concentrate on the training and worry about the match when you get to the match sort of thing and I think like the like the biggest well for me like the the times where I probably think the most or maybe like my my brain is probably switched on the most is when I'm going to bed and when I'm waking up so like if you can like control them two times where I mean for me like when I go to bed like my mind will literally be like going crazy and thinking about all these things and mm. you can you have to, you overthink so much maybe when you you know when you're when you're trying to go to sleep or you lay in bed and <clears throat> you can't sleep and then when you wake up in the morning uh, you know it might be different for everyone but for me I have like this burst of like his thoughts, like, you know, what's today going to bring? What is, how am I going to feel today? Am I going to feel bad today? Or, or am I going to feel good today? Or am I going to, you know, am I going to have a anxiety, you know, problems today? Or is I'm, am I going to feel really low today? And, like, so, I, I like, for me, like, I try and manage them two times maybe the most because that's when I feel like my mind is probably the most, like, switched on and active. So I'll wake up and I'll look at the ceiling and I'll be like, you sort of like dread that you, you, you wake up. And I, like, again, it's, it's slightly different, but I'll wake up and I'll, I sometimes I might just completely dread that day and it's not even started yet. And I'll be like, oh, what, what, what's going to go down today? Like, oh, it's going to be, and I'll think and I'll be like, oh shit, I've got that, I've got that meeting today or I've got this coming up. Or, and it's, you, you, you end up playing the day out in your head and you haven't even got out of bed yet. Even started. Yeah, and it's it's like how how do you break it? I mean, I've, I don't do it every day. I've tried to I've tried to like not be like that, but it's it's really hard sometimes, isn't it? When you when you do wake up and you're like, 
oh, it's going to be a shit day. <laughs> yeah. And I, that's the thing, like, but that's something that I've only, like, recently realised that I was doing. Like, hmm. when I was going to sleep, I was overthinking and saying, I'd almost reflect on the day and all the negative things that are happening, that happened in that day, I'd think about. And then it was almost, when I woke up, it was almost like thinking, are then all the negative things going to happen again? And, you know, and, and I'm in, I was in, you know, I'm in the same boat as you. Like some days I wake up and just think, you know, like, you know, you're not even looking forward to, to doing it. You know, the, maybe they, even if it's going to shop or something, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like you, you know, you wake up and you're already thinking in your head, you're thinking of the, the most negative things like already try and, just get up straight away without even having that maybe that time you know that time where we stare at the ceiling or we do something you know if it's we go on our phone just you know try and what I try and do maybe and it's something that it's, I struggle with is just getting out of bed straight away like literally yeah. wake up first reaction is boom I'm out of bed let's start the day you know cause I, today I was on my day off I got up at about half nine didn't get out of my bed till about half ten, and, <laughs> and I like. But the thing for me today was like, I didn't have anything to really do. So yeah. I, as I said, like, I walked the dog. My, my girlfriend works. Tried to keep myself busy. Played a bit of the PlayStation. But like that hour spell where it was like I got up, got you know didn't get out of bed, just lay in bed. It was a ne- it was it's still negative negative thinking because it's like. If I would have just got out of bed at half nine, it's almost like, okay, the day started, let's take the dog on the walk, let's plan the PlayStation. You know what I mean? Instead of that yeah. hour, I was literally thinking, what am I going to do today? I've got nothing to do, I'm going to be bored. I'll make my anxiety go mad. But if I would have just got up and started the day, it wouldn't have happened. Do you understand, like, do you, do you understand like, how, I'm, like, how that, for me anyway? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I've been two times a massive. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and it, yeah, like going to sleep as well. Like when once you got something in your head that's nagging at you, or that you remember something that you should have done that day that you didn't do, or or there's something that you're worrying about in the future. Like the next day, you've got something coming up, something that's not even important coming up, but it's playing on your mind. You struggle to get to sleep, didn't you? It's, it's a bit like yeah. You're just sitting there, like thinking, "Oh, you're milling over all of the set, like all of the different scenarios in your head of what could happen." Or, yeah, <laughs> I know exactly where you're coming from because I get, I get that too. But the thing that I do, like again, when I when I go when I go to bed now, I think it's with in those like you said about getting straight up in the morning without you, you literally just get up and get on with your day rather than laying in bed. I think I I need to sort of suss that one out. I think I need to start just getting out of bed because I'm, yeah, I just sort of sit there for ages. But in in the evening, I always read a book in bed. And again, it sounds, it sounds really old, but me and my, (laughs) it sounds really sad saying this, but like me and my wife read when we go to bed and it's, it kind of, it's like our wind down. So it's, I think because we've got that routine in place where we're like, right, it's, it's hit this time, like we're gonna go to bed. Like by reading, that helps me sort of naturally fall asleep, and I'll get tired. Like it's like my wind, and it's it's always like. So, for instance, I've, I've I'm reading an um, Ramesh Rangamathan's book at the minute, 
And it's just like, he's easy reading, but it's just like him going on about what he's done over the past couple of years and all that. And it just sort of, <laughs> it just puts me to sleep, really. And I'll just yeah. like put the book down and roll over and I'll be asleep within five minutes. But I think before I started doing that, I um I was on medication before that, so I I was on this this medication. I can't remember what it was, but I, it was just I was taking it just for I went to sleep, and it was kind of like a bit bit like a sleeping pill sort of thing, and it was completely yeah. knocking me out. But it's knocking me out for half of the next day as well. So I was like, knock that one on the head. I'm not doing that anymore. Um, yeah, that's the that like because that's something you know with, with, with sleeping tablets that I really struggle to sleep in like hotels and stuff, and and I do. I often do sleeping tablets, and when I'm I'm away in hotels, because I just can't get to sleep. I don't know what it is. I've I've tried, you know, loads of different things, and and the actual sleep that you're getting from, you know, that sort of stuff is nowhere near if it was like a natural sleep. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, as you were saying, like you were feeling tired the next day. Like that's because there's, you know, I've, I've had loads of chats about my sleep and and ways to improve it but you, it's almost like you go through four stages when you're sleeping um and i think two of them when you, you know you have a sleeping tablet or something that will put you to sleep you won't get the right them them stages which will massively affect how you feel the next day mm. so like yeah like i completely understand like you know sometimes if you wake up and you're like oh Tired. You just feel like you haven't um, slept, <laughs> and it's just, yeah. and it's a, it's a bit like it's a bit like what's the point in that <laughs> sort of thing? Yeah, but. it's just the, yeah, it's the science behind it. Like literally, like there's as I said, like you mentioned, like, four stages of sleep. I think it may be you may be only gonna have three of them. I feel like I've barely not I've barely talked about your football stuff yet, but. <laughs> <laughs> You you mentioned earlier about a couple of loan spells that didn't go so well. So I know you mentioned QPR and Chol- Cholton weren't weren't great times for you personally. What so what what happened there? Like in terms of those those loans, it was difficult. You know, like those injuries and you know sometimes in football, like you know you just won't play. You know for for one reason or another. You know you don't play. I weren't particularly very good when I played for. QPR, you know, I didn't do very well when I when I did get given a chance, and yeah, it just kind of you well, with Malone in Holland, I, I did really well and you yeah. know, won the league, and it went so well. To I've said it, you know, I said it before. It was almost like I went from the the top of football or feeling like I was at the top of football to then being like, this is what football can be like. Where it's like you know, you're not playing, you're running after the game. You're not even in the, on the bench some weeks. You know, you're going into training. You 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 know yourself. You're not going to play at the weekend. Hmm. And that for me was it. Been my my toughest challenge, and uh, that was up until Christmas. And I, you know, and in, in that time, you know, you're getting a bit of a rut where you know you can feel bad and. You don't really have motivation, but I think that's when you've almost got to have more motivation because it's like, okay, it's not been going well, so I'm going to have to work even harder or I'm going to have to do something even better. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, but, but there'll be times where like you feel like you've done enough, you feel like you've worked harder than 
you could have worked and just weren't enough. And that's like sometimes when you have loan spells like that, like you, you just however you deal with it, really. Yeah, it must. It, I mean, it must be difficult as well because our our careers are very very different. But I I went for a job about must be about five or six years ago now, and I went into this job. I got it. I got. I, it was supposed to be like a two interview one, and I got it in the first interview because because I had a good interview, and I sort of had no, I had no confidence in myself that I could do the job. And even, even though I'd been chosen to this job, and my manager's like, "Yep, yeah, you're you're like the right person," blah blah and all that. I got into my head from like day one that I wasn't good enough to do this job, and I left. I left it within six months because I was like, I've, "It's too, it's a too high rank." Because I, 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 it was like going from a jump of like a, like a team member to like a manager job, and yeah. I, I just had in my head like I've, I'm not good enough for this. And I basically my one of my old managers from a previous job gave, gave me a call, and she was like, "Oh, I've got a job in my team." Um, it's not it's not as well paid it's a lower rank blah 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 but you can get to work with me and I was like oh sweet like, I'll, I'll go and do that because I thought oh, it's in my comfort zone sort of thing and <laughs> so I went into that job and she got sacked on her second on my second day so I just left a job that I was perfectly capable of doing but in my head I wasn't and then gone yeah. to another job and then she she'd got sacked on her, on her second day and I was like oh shit what have I done sort of thing and it was like I look back at that as like a, you know, when you look back on certain aspects of your career and you think, oh, I really regret, that's like my biggest regret, I think, in in, in my personal career. And yeah. I think I think you do learn from them. So I, I guess like going back to your loan spells, I guess that by having those experiences, it's kind of like helped you as a person and built you up as a person to like, I don't know, deal, deal with those situations for one, but then it, you've kind of like, I guess even though they've been bad experiences you've got something out from them as a person yeah I think you know it's it's easy to to only see the negatives in, in bad situations like but I think it's important that you learn even though you, you know you're probably saying to yourself don't really want to learn don't really want to see any positive at the moment don't want to you know this is going really bad or this is this is I'm, ne- I'm not getting anything out of it you've got to almost examine every situation that you've been put in so me not playing why am I not playing for so what am I going to do to get playing instead of I'm not playing oh, well, I, I don't care do you know what I mean like, that's, yeah, yeah it's easy and you know, it's the easy option to just you know almost sack it in or or do that and it's whether you know you want to learn or you want to just get by. Do you know what I mean? Like if you don't learn when you go through them situations, then and you only want to learn when it's positive. You don't really learn when it's going positive. You just take it all in. You only really learn when it's negative, and you've got you've got to improve. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it, it kind of like in a way it teaches you to better yourself because you're like, oh, this is a this is a bit of a shit shit situation so you've got to think oh I've, I've got to do better personally to then to then I guess improve improve your personal situation but yes I can I can relate to your loan spells in terms of like my jobs <laughs> a little bit yeah. even, even though they're very very different sort of situations and careers but going going back to like the 
I guess the bigger picture. What? Because in in football there is even though this there's there's still a massive stigma around mental health, but I think in in football it's become a lot more common for for players like yourself to speak about it. But I I do still think like again like I've said before like there's still this stigma particularly for blokes to to speak about how they feel and what what they're what they're going through. What what do you think personally we need to do like moving forwards to to like better that situation? It's difficult in you know in football because it's especially you know with, with first team and and stuff. You, it's all about winning. It's all about getting the three points. And I feel like this is a fantastic thing that that you're doing. Um, and you know, almost you being able to speak to me, me speak to you about you know something like mental health. I think it's it's, it's got to be a thing that we continue to do with everyone else in the world <clears throat> you know and you know we talk a lot about you know the the man up and all these things but yeah, yeah. when we get into a situation where where we can speak to our mates um about their mental health then i think we'll be in a, in a good spot i feel thank you so so much to matt for coming on and speaking about his mental health Like I said at the start of the podcast, for someone so young, he's got a really good perspective on life and is on the right path to improve on those days that he might be feeling not too great. This episode is just the start of a long line of podcasts I've recorded for Series 2, so please, if you like this one, keep listening, keep following on the Stress Sessions Instagram page, continue sharing with friends, family, anyone who you think might benefit from them and subscribe to the Stress Sessions by pressing the magic follow or subscribe button on whatever podcasting service you're listening on. My aim this year is to share the podcast with as many people as I possibly can. By speaking to such a diverse bunch of guests from so many walks of life with so many different experiences and stories, I feel like we can all learn from one another. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you can listen to the other great episodes that are coming up for the next couple of months. Like I've already said, I'm no expert, so can't professionally advise on individual cases of mental health problems. So if you are suffering with ill mental health, there are loads of fantastic charities out there to help, including Mind, The Calm Zone, Sane, Women's Aid, Samaritans, Give Us a Shout and No Panic Charity. And that's just a few. So thank you again for listening and speak to you soon.